Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Business Business with the Disney and everything. Hernancia is here. It's as close as it's going to be. Yep, Hernancia is here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host. The insurance bro, James Sias, with Pipeline Insurance, where we are empowering licensed professionals to effectively add insurance to their existing businesses so that they... Dude, I wanted to change mine a little oh. bit. I know, I know I was going to tell you, but I wanted to change mine a little bit. I wanted to say, me, why don't you? sorry, I wanted to say that I want to help you embrace your own marketing, your own branding, so we can help you create generational wealth today and, uh, sorry, wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow. Because look, <laughs> we are going through some crazy times, ladies and gents. Content is king, and most of you have this fear of creating content. You grab your phone, you hold it up, and you don't know what to say. Today's guest, James, I'll let you drop the intro, but today's guest is going to share with us a little bit about how that content creation is going to help you bring your business to a new level, and I got some great stuff that we're going to talk about today. Hell yeah. Well, I'll start it off like this. Are you insanely ambitious? I know you are. That's why you're going to want to listen in today. Our guest today is an expert at creating business-to-business marketing specifically for the insanely ambitious. This guest has mastered the art of LinkedIn marketing strategies. The LinkedIn strategy he teaches is simple, but the most powerful method to connect and reach out to others. His marketing method has helped generate tens of thousands of connections and warm leads. So if you use LinkedIn marketing for your business, you must connect with the host of the Business Leaders Podcast and our incredible guest today. Please welcome to the show, Frank Aziz. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. I love your energy. Oh, dude. <laughs> he sounds a lot louder when he's in the studio. In the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the studio. That's what I meant. All right, Frank, I want to know a little bit about you, man. Tell me a little bit about your background, how you even got into this whole LinkedIn gig. Uh, interesting. Uh, I, I was, I did, uh, web design for a while. Um, one thing about web design is like, I was doing, uh, these big projects and the one thing that was the most, uh, that gave me the most headache was requesting payment from people that still wanted me to do their content, but they weren't giving me content <laughs> to, to, to provide to the website, to put on the website. So I, I would literally have like these $20,000 websites $10,000 was paid and then I'd have to wait for them to give me content to, for them to agree to pay me the other 10,000 and they, they would keep delaying. Um, so that was like, I think one thing I wanted to do was not only provide brands to, to companies, but I think I really wanted to venture into helping companies grow. And, uh, and it kind of stemmed from that headache of, 
of like having to, you know, collect money from clients who I was doing the websites of. And, um, and, and really, I wanted to really help people grow, help build their brand, um, as well as do lead generation for them. And I think that, you know, uh, regarding, you know, how to build a business, how to, you know, leverage certain things to, uh, to bring in new clients, I've definitely leveraged that and have a ton of experience with numerous clients and dealing with a team and having to execute that on a daily basis. Um, I think, you know, the, the, some of the insights I've learned have actually helped me grow my business, have helped other people grow their businesses. And uh, I'd love to share, you know, some of those things and I'll, I'll let you lead the conversation. Yeah, man. So it, it, it's funny how that works. Oops, I think we lost your video. Um, are you still there? Ooh, maybe we lost Frank for a little bit. All right. Well, we're going to keep going with this anyways. <laughs> while Frank How comes back, yeah, while Frank comes back, welcome to the internet age, right? The, the Zoom era <laughs> where we, where we it, you know, it's funny, James. I was talking to, to um, Jeffrey earlier today on, on the podcast, and, uh, and as we were finishing the show, uh, speaking of technical difficulties, right, this is something more of what happens in the background. I had Jeff, uh, and, and his dog, Captain Crunch, was like, rawr, 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 barking all loud in the background. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Right? And so, uh, I, I told, you know, as he was, as we were finishing signing out, I thought to myself, Oh, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm going to make a parody video of, oops, did I lose you too, James? I'm still here. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on. I'm losing images anyways. Uh, so anyways, I, I was like, I'm going to make a parody video of our experience with zoom. <laughs> like, I think that would be so like funny, it. dude. Like it would, it would just resonate right now because everybody in the business space is using zoom. So I gotta, I gotta do something like that. It, hmm, what song are you gonna use? I I don't know. All I wanna do is I'm a zoom zoom zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the one that, that popped into my head. So, anyways, like uh, when, we, like when we get Frank back, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, share a little bit about uh, this whole content space, dude. I mean, uh, Frank is a big LinkedIn guy, and I wanted to talk to him a little bit more about podcasting and creating content because that's one of those big in things. LinkedIn specifically in LinkedIn. So for those of you who, who aren't on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is very much uh, business space, B2B, B2C type uh, communication. There's Frank. He came back. Sorry, guys. Was not expecting that to happen. Not used to my home office here. <laughs> no, that's all right, dude. We got you sideways. Dude, 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 dude. Let me see if I can fix this. I was, I was telling James, dude, every once in a while I do, uh, I do parody videos. And uh, I think my next parody is going to be on my experiences with Zoom. Like my next rap parody video is going to be on Zoom. What do you do? Where do you do those parody videos? Dude, I just write them myself. I record them here with the same uh, equipment that we got here. And then I, I, I have a, a visionary team that comes out and does some of the video production for me. So <laughs> it's just for fun, dude. You know what I mean? Something a little bit different. And, yeah. you know, I did a, a parody video for Gary Vee and I still hadn't gotten him to see it as far as I know. But, uh, you know, it's just all in good fun. Like it, it gives me something else to do, get my creativity out. So you no, you were, you were talking about before you, before we lost you, you were talking about having uh, corporations come and create content to put on their website. Right. And one of the things that I found is I, I find, I come across people that have the same issues. I don't know what to create. I don't know how to create this content. And so yeah. for me, one of the things I'm launching here is a, uh, I'm going to help you create your podcast. And the reason why is because I want you to take control of your own branding, your own marketing. We're coming across probably the next major recession due to everything that's going on. And what 
what people do all too often is they cut back on their marketing expense, right? Their marketing budget, for some reason, that shrinks when that should be yeah. the complete opposite. This is the time where you should double down on your marketing. Yeah. But people don't know what to do. So yeah. I was like, we can do podcasts, take yeah. a long form, 30 minute content like this, chop it up into small pieces. And now you have content for the next one episode could give you content for the next month, potentially, yeah. if you used it correctly. So, so yeah, let me, let me give you insight too, as to what I was doing for a while as well. Um, I, I, I was doing a lot of like sales training, uh, regarding how to generate leads through LinkedIn. And I was using virtual platforms to train like sales teams of big corporations. Um, so that's kind of like my experience and, and what not only have I done it for myself. So there's, I think there's multiple layers of, of executing on something like this on B2B lead generation. The, the first layer is like doing it for yourself. Second layer is doing it for other people. And the third layer is doing it for other people and also training other people to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think I can provide some insight regarding, you know, the uh, generating leads and actually maybe putting my shoes in or putting myself in the shoes of people, the listeners, and kind of give them an idea as to how to grow their business via, you know, content as well as sales. Um, and, but yeah, you're right. hundred percent. Like, you got to create content. You, you there's like especially during this time, there is no way that you can make it big or, or or you know generate enough business to support yourself without generating content these days. It's just it's going to be very difficult, especially in the next like two to three months. You have this a tremendous opportunity to build a strong brand and execute on bringing in revenue because of that brand. You know when this all boils over, when this all you know, when we're above water again. So I think it's certainly like really, really important to start focusing on, Hey, what do I need to do to, to build my brand? How do I exponentially grow that brand? And then how do I turn that brand into actual business generation, business revenue? So tell me a little bit about that. Cause, um, one thing that we've done really, really well up until this point is we consistent, consistently create content. We do our show Monday through Friday, every single day, 4 PM ish sharp, right? <laughs> That's our, our start time. 4 PM is sharp. Um, and now with the lockdown, I'm doing like three times as many, I'm doing like three shows. I'm reaching out to other businesses. I'm like, Hey, do you need help with your marketing? Do you need help yeah. with your exposure? Let me get you on the show. Let me create some content for you. Let me help you out during this time. Let me get you try to get you more business. Um, and, but it, it's not just the show. It goes beyond doing this long form content. What else goes on after that? <clears throat> so you're saying like, uh, once you do this long form content, how do you turn that into actual business? That's yes. How, how do I turn this? I mean, I can sit and talk on the mic all day, but how does it, how is it going to pay the bills? Okay. So what you're talking about is it, it, there's the, the advice I, I'll provide is dependent on the level uh, of business that the person's at. Right. So if the person is, if he's, if this person's a startup, then probably sales, like sales activities are going to benefit you the most. You still need to focus on your brand, but have that be the long-term vision. Um, branding is like so, so, so important. Um, and then as you grow, I think when you start making money, when you start having like a, a established customer base, then I, can, I think you could start focusing more on uh, building out your brand, building out content and only focusing on that. Um, because to be honest, even as a, like a, a career salesperson myself, you know, I started in Cutco a while back. I don't know if you guys know what Cutco is. The kitchen oh, yeah. 
absolutely. I ended at the. I ended up being like top one percent in the entire company. So you know, uh, do you happen to know uh, Jesse Wright or Eric Gilman? Eric Gilman is very familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's part of my five a.m. club. He's one of those Hall of Famer Cutco guys. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I, I got to the level of like a Hall of Famer, but uh, but uh, but I definitely you know achieved a, a level that a lot not a lot of people achieved. Uh, but so. I think when it comes to like when you're first starting out, who, who, who like what's your audience like? Is it are they ma- mainly people who are, are first starting out, or are they more established businesses? We got we got a pretty good mix of both. Uh, we're we're heavy in the uh, real estate insurance space. Yeah. Okay. So I would say, depending on where you are in business, you should focus on one or the other uh, more. But you should always you should always focus on both, but focus on one or the other more. Uh, and so what I mean by that is I think too many people, they disrespect other mediums, don't even start on one medium, right? So some people will just focus only solely on branding and not on sales. So what is, what does sales mean? What's the differentiate? What's the differentiating factor between sales and, and branding? Well, sales is when you're reaching out to somebody, there's no trust involved. That's how I define sales. When there's no trust involved and you're trying to convince somebody either through a presentation or, uh, through, uh, through, convincing someone that your product or service is worth their money, uh, the money that they're going to be paying. So that sales to me is like trying to convince somebody that doesn't trust you to buy your product or service. Okay. Uh, and branding is how I define the way I define branding is putting out content that establishes trust from the very get go and then building an, uh, uh, um, a, uh, internal like a lead flow that comes in consistently from your content so it's one to many and all you're doing is you're building your, your reputation at scale that's so what it I, sounds so it sounds to me like uh if you if you're talking to a startup what you're trying to tell them to do is focus on the sales part focus on you know helping and trying to convince somebody of the quality of your product or service but in the back end when you're working on your brand to start developing your email list for example or your 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 following for example people who are you're trying to find your 1000 raving fans essentially but you're doing that on the uh, on the back burner you're spending time on that but not the primary function cuz you got to yeah. pay your bills yeah branding is is a relationship building activity uh, you're building relationships with people at scale. That's what branding is. And now that takes time. So, you know, before you get to that level where it's like, it's self-sustaining, you have to pay the bills, right? You have to, you have to make the phone calls or do whatever the, whatever you have to do, network, whatever the case may be for you to pay your bills. That's important. You should never ignore that. And you should never ignore the branding aspect of it. So, but I think there, there's a different, there's a difference in percentage where you focus on one more than the other, depending on where you are in business. So if you're at like, you know, below, you know, hundred thousand dollars, whatever the case may be, then I would say focus more on sales, try to get, uh, and then also I would say focus maybe 60, 70% on sales and then, uh, 20 to 40%, uh, or 30 to 40% on, uh, branding. You have to do branding. Like you're not going to, you're not going to get to a, a scalable level if you don't, if you don't do branding. It's just very, very difficult. You can through sales. There, there are companies that have scaled through, through sales. Um, I'm a salesperson at heart. Uh, but it just makes like doing a sales, doing a sales job consistently on a daily basis makes things more difficult. It's a grind. It's nef. It's, it's, it's necessary. It's, it's a grind. It's, you know, I'm just giving you reality. You have to do the things that are necessary for you to build your business. 
but making 200 cold calls a day is is definitely a grind. It's, it's something I've done. It's something you know we still we still make calls like you know depending the, right now the situation is a little bit different. The the sales, uh, sorry sorry the sales environment is uh, the climate uh, of sales right now is a little off. Uh, so I, I think it's kind of tone deaf to, to, to make a cold call to somebody to try to sell them like a $10,000, $20,000 package at this point. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so, so you always have to read the market, but, but I think, you know, you know, you know, doing messages, building relationships and it doesn't matter what the medium is. You can, you can use sales or branding, right? Dep it doesn't matter what the medium you can have, you can do sales on a podcast. If all you did, instead of posting like valuable content to people, if all you did was post a, 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 a 30 minute conversation with someone trying to sell them something, or maybe not even that you're trying to sell your audience directly. Some that's sales, right? Mm -hmm. You're just using podcasts as the media. Uh, branding is just relationship building. That's all it is. It's like build a relationship. Don't ask for any, anything up front. build a relationship. That's what branding is to me. And branding makes sales a lot more easy. Sales makes branding. Sometimes if you do it right, makes branding more easy as well. So, but it really depends on like, you have to pay the bills and you have to build a strong brand because there's nothing more powerful than people reaching out to you uh, consistently where you get an inflow of leads to your business who are ready to buy. They know who you are, they trust you and they have a need. Right? That is exactly my pitch to people why they should be starting a podcast. You know what I mean? Like it, it, you talk to anybody who's been in sales for 10 years, 20 years, whatever you ask them, Hey, how, where, where does your business come from? They all tell you the same thing. It's referrals at 20 years in. They're like referrals. Well, how the hell do you get there? How do you look at a 20 year old guy, a 20 year old, uh, just starting out in this world. And, and he looks at the 50 year old guy who's been in the business forever. And he's like, Oh, I just get a referrals. And he sits back and thinks, Oh, okay, well that that's how you do it. Right. I just got to get referrals. But he, what he doesn't see is that foundation that that guy's been laying for years and years and years, that relationship, that trust that he's established. Over time, these people, he's created his, his raving fans because he's reached out over and over again. You know, he's established those relationships. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm telling, like, this podcasting thing, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's your way of establishing your relationships. It's your way of getting your face and your brand out there on a regular basis so that the referrals start to trickle in. And then before you know it, they're coming in in droves. And these are people who want to work with you, not yeah. people that you have to filter out that are maybe iffy, kind of never heard of you before. Yeah, what happens, like, I'll, I'll tell you, because I'm – I, I, my team, my entire team, my entire sales team, uh, we've focused on both sales and branding consistently. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm both, I'm, I'm both sales and branding. So I can speak and gain the respect of both the salespeople and the marketing people in any, uh, company. Right. And, and so, uh, when, when you're making 200 phone calls a day or like 50 phone calls a day, what normally happens is you're calling people, they show interest. Um, but you don't have their trust. So they don't take you as seriously. There's no like stickiness to mm -hmm. the relationship yet. So when you're following up, when you're making cold calls and you're following up with those people, you can sell those people, but it's going to be a very you know, low percentage of, of closed sales, right? Because there's no stickiness to the relationship. There's no like, oh, I don't want to like burn bridges with this guy. So I'm going to answer this phone call, right? You make a cold call. Somebody says, yeah, I want to do an appointment on Tuesday. They do the appointment. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm so interested. Let me just ask the boss or whatever the case may be. And you never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. That happens so often in, in, in sales. So like even like when I, when, I, when I talk to like sales reps, I'm like, hey, look, 
50% of the people that you that actually do appointments with you. Not like 50% of people that respond to their phone. 50% of people that go, yes, I'm interested. I want to do an appointment with you are going to ghost you at some point. <laughs> They're just going to completely ghost you. They're going to disappear. They're going to disappear, right? And uh, It's like and that so, girl at the bar, dude. She gave you the <laughs> wrong number just to make you go away. Yeah, that, that, could be, that could be it. Or it could be like they feel like they don't have a need. They feel like in their mind they're going to call you when they need it. Um, and especially if it's not, if it's, if it's not like um, kind of like a, 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 what is it called? Uh, put out your fire type of service. Like, hey, I, have, I need this right now. And people are normally going to put it off. So what happens is instead of answering your phone call and telling you, hey, I'm going to wait till like, you know, the, the third quarter of next year, whatever the case may be, they, they kind of ghost you. And then with, with full, the full intention to eventually reach out to you when they need the service, when they feel they need the service. But if it's not like a put out your fire type of service, they you know, when, when, will that, when will that happen? So that's why, <laughs> that's why it's important to, I mean, if that's all you have, if that's all you have and you need to make money, you need to support your family, you need to support yourself, then do that. It's really, really important. You should still do it when you have, you know, a, a big brand too, but it's also much more effective when you're calling people who know, who are fans of you. you yes. Yes. So if you can create a system around doing that, that's awesome. Um, so, so, you know, regarding the sales process, what, what should you do? A few, there's a few things you can do, you know, in the sales process that make everything a lot more efficient. So, you know, are, are you, uh, you know, your audience, you have a lot, a lot of people, listeners that uh, have like B2B companies, they, they sell the businesses? Uh, not so much. Most, I mean, on the, in the insurance space, yes, but in the real estate side, it's mostly B2C. B2C, okay. So it works, it's the same. And so one industry that I would say is very similar to like a B2B sale is real estate. Because, you know, in real estate, you, you have to build a strong relationship with someone before, they, before you gain them as a client. Mm-hmm. before you get them as a lifetime client. It's very similar to B- B2B. Uh, there's multiple decision makers. You may have a husband, wife, uh, and whoever else, right? Uh, the, only more, the only thing that's more difficult in a business-to-business environment is like sometimes you have like seven decision makers, <laughs> eight decision makers, which makes it extremely complex and, and frustrating in, in many cases. Um, but but what, what do you do to, to gain people's trust? Well, you know, one thing you can do to gain people's trust is what would you normally do to to build a brand? Like, so you have your online brand and then you have your personal brand, right? So your personal brand, if you're like in a networking group or if you're trying to gain the the trust of one person, right? You're trying to gain the trust of one person. What do you do to gain their trust? Well, what, there's a lot of things you can't do, but the the things you can do is show up on time to meetings, right? The things you can do are um, uh, keep your word when you say you're going to keep your word. Things you can do is follow up when you, when you say you're going to follow up consistently and then do that without giving up. And those things, you know, initially gain people's trust and build your brand a little bit. And then when you start and then when you gain them as a client, now you have somebody that, you know, wants to work with you. You do a really, really great job that builds your brand and, 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 and uh, starts a stronger relationship with that person. Right. And so you get referrals that way. So there's no difference. Like people think like, I have an online brand and then I have a person like a, just a personal brand, like in per- like I just have good character. There's no difference really. It's just, it's the same thing. It's, they're just different mediums to build a brand. And so keep your word, do those things. And then you, if you have a, a huge brand online, 
you build your reputation, but if you don't provide the service or product in a, um, and you execute at a high level, then you hurt your personal brand, hundred percent. So, you know, uh, a, a good example of that is Brittany Dawn. Uh, you know, I, I, actually, maybe I shouldn't mention it, but uh, there's a girl, a fitness girl. She was on YouTube, and she said she was going to do these like uh, customized workout plans and nutrition plans. And she got so big on her on her social media platform. She got like hundred millions of followers. And she couldn't execute on the service that she said she was executing on. Mm. Um, so what happened was like hundreds, thousands of people started making personal videos saying they hate this girl, that they, they think she did a horrible job. So that hurt her reputation. So, you know, in a business climate, you always like understand that when you build a strong brand and you actually build it to, to a high level, you're going to get a lot of inflow and you have to make sure that you can execute on that. And, um, and, but I also like when I'm talking to people, I almost have to get them to the point where they even believe that you, you can get an inbound lead. You can get somebody that reaches out to you based on listening to your content or whatever the case may be. And once I get them past that point, then we can start going, Hey, how do we scale this? Right. And without a doubt, you know, without a doubt, you have to build a, a, an online brand. You have to, you know, I think more so than ever, people are realizing that you know, people are out there, the people on their phones, like 99% of the time now, especially during the coronavirus, you know, people on, on, uh, uh, they're, they're consistently looking at content. They're on YouTube, they're on LinkedIn, they're on, uh, Facebook, they're on TikTok, uh, all these platforms. And, you know, you can build a very strong, uh, brand, personal brand and build a whole business off of that brand. Right. Elon Musk has a strong personal brand. Steve Jobs is a strong personal brand. People are, uh, more bought into personal brands as opposed to like logos and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, how, how long have you, has your podcast journey been? Almost two years. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Almost two years. So right. over 400 episodes, almost two years. And you're exactly right. One of the biggest things and benefits that I've seen from, uh, from building our brand is the relationships that we've built. I mean, we had almost, you know, 300 people that have been on the show and every single one I could easily reach out and be like, Hey, I need this from your industry or can you help me out with this? And yeah. it, like, it, it's, it's what I tell people. It's like, it's like reverse prospecting. When you go prospect and you pick up the phone and you're cold calling, you filter through no's to find the yeses. Yeah. But when you have your own show and you reach out to people you filter through the yeses to figure out which yes is the best one that you want to have on your show. Like it's crazy yeah. how that works out after a while. Like now I can reach out to people. I'm like, Hey, I got the show. You want to be on my show? I got over 400 episodes. Almost everybody says yes. It's a completely different dynamic because of the work that you put in on a regular basis. Like it's, you're bringing something of value. Yeah. And one thing I found as the byproduct of doing all those interviews as well is just your Rolodex becomes so strong. You yeah. know, your it's network like is huge. Yeah, you're like, so you've done like 400 episodes. I've done like 120, 110, 120, somewhere around that range. And like the clients I've gotten just from interviewing people, uh, I've gotten clients just from interviewing people because most people won't give you 30 seconds for a sales pitch, but they'll give you a, a, an hour of time for a podcast. Which exactly. Is <laughs> which is ridiculously nuts. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. You, you can use this platform to reach out to those clients that you've always wanted to reach out to that would tell you no in any other circumstance, but you have the opportunity today. And you can do that by taking control of it yourself. Like it's so beneficial to you. I mean, 
just just the fact like like I have energy behind this microphone. I'm much more articulate. Like I've become me as an individual. I've become better at my own sales routine. I can I can go to a bar and talk to a random stranger much better today because of the interviews that I've done than I did two years ago before I ever started. Like personal development on top of what you can do with it on a business aspect is huge. There's no reason why you should be doing it. Speaking of big names, by the way, I noticed you got an event hopefully still happening in July, right? You Um, have, did it move? Did it change? What happened? We're going to, we're going to postpone it. Yeah. Yeah. We we got David Meltzer on, uh, who, who's potentially, uh, he's going to speak at one of our events. Um, or when we postpone it. And then we had like Mark Smith. I've done podcasts with, like Patrick, Ben David, you know, I've done Patrick, uh, you know, podcasts with some pretty big uh, influencers. Yeah. We've so. had David on the show. Um, uh, David Meltzer on the show. And one of my favorite things he taught me was be more interested than interesting. I was like, dude, that's genius. That's exactly what I do on the show. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. have, you, I saw you had like a uh, David Brown Lee on the, on the lineup. Like, yeah, so you had some big swingers on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Smith. Mark Smith is actually a really popular Democratic candidate for uh, governor. Uh, sorry, Democratic governor candidate for Utah. Uh, he he was great. And then uh, Brant Pinvidic. I don't know if he was on on the website. He, I, I was about to put him on, but he wrote the three minute rule. Mm. Uh, produced the show Bar Rescue, so he was going to be on the on. Yeah. So I mean, that's another thing. Events are, are huge right now. We can't do events really. Yeah. Uh, we have to postpone events. Because the coronavirus, man, is just killing a lot of event business. But, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, events are something that really establish a brand too. Like they're they're so beneficial. Even if you don't make, I mean, our plan was to make a, a like good amount of money at the event, and we were actually on pace, doing really well. Like we're selling like fifteen hundred dollar tickets, and we we're at like forty one tickets, uh, and we actually had to call a lot of people to to offer them a refund. So uh, unfortunate. Um, but, uh, but you know, you know, life goes on, you know, you'll make it, we'll make it happen. And, uh, we, we were in uh, communication with uh, world poker tour to do a tournament at our, at our event, which was awesome. <laughs> <That'd have been laughs> nice. Yeah, see, but, but again, it, it's unfortunate because of the situation that you had to cancel. Right. But, yeah. but the, the thing that, that I want to make sure that we shed light on is you were doing it. It was happening. If it wasn't for, uh, you know, these big things that we have no control over, kind of like, you know, uh, you know, freak accidents or whatever you want to call it, acts of God. Like if it wasn't for something like that, what you've established as, as, a, as a networker, what you've established as a podcast host, what you've established as a salesperson has allowed you to put together this next step in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to speak from like the perspective of someone who lost their job or is going through a hardship right now. Um, You it's not that there's not money out there. It's just that the money is has shifted. The the money is uh, is being put in in different places. Money does Um, not disappear. It just changes hands. It just changes hands. Exactly. So it's there's there's money, there's opportunity out there. So if you're listening to this, and you're like worried about your paying your, your mortgage or your rent or paying your, your, your car payment, whatever the case may be, understand from this point moving forward that there's a lot of opportunity out there and you can, you can capture that opportunity. Now, you know, reports say that, you know, the unemployment will get up to like 30%, which is crazy. So really more so than ever, you know, not everybody's an entrepreneur, but you should have entrepreneurial tendencies. Regardless of, of what you're doing, you should have entrepreneurial tendencies. I don't care what you're doing. 
And the reason for that is because if you don't have those entrepreneurial tendencies, if you don't learn, learn entrepreneurial skills, then when you're out of a job, what are you going to do? Like you, if you haven't been nurturing and cultivating the, that skill of like going out and creating no, uh, something out of nothing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what are you going to do when you get fired? That's the thing. So it's so important to do that. So funny. I, uh, I was talking to, I forgot who it was. I think it was, it was one of my business partners the other day and I was telling him how, uh, school districts are thinking about coming back as a, as a distant learning because I, I teach high school right in the mornings. And so, you know, there's a lot of teachers that are, n- that have never done a zoom call or, you know, developed a, an online course or anything like that. And for me, I'm like, sweet, I got all my stuff ready to go. I'm going to plop this. I, I got my click funnels account. I'm just going to create the course real quick for my, for my classroom. I'm like set. And he's yeah. like, you're the only one who's prepared. Who's been, who's, who's, practiced looking at a screen and talking to nobody in front of you like <laughs> the rest of them yeah. have to have an audience yeah but not only that it's like the buildup of getting to that point like you it's like a it's like a mental thing yeah. uh, like a mental argument you have to have with yourself will this work should i do this should i focus my efforts on this uh should i you know should i consistently dedicate time to reaching out to people and, and getting these podcasts done it's that like mental effort that you also have to go through that you know, it's not good to try to put out a fire when it's, and you don't have the equipment to do that, to do so, right? Or, and that's exactly what you've done. You've cultivated that. You've built like a strength uh, on, of podcasting where you can execute that during a time where you really, really need it, where we, we all really need it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, if you're in business, if you, if you have a job, if you are working in corporate America and you're getting laid off like crazy, people are getting laid off like crazy, you should have... Uh, you should have already gone through that like struggle in your mind of like, should I dedicate my time to this? Because it's like, like you're back against the wall start, now. Yeah. P- people starting out. Yeah. It's going to be like, it's going to be like trying to do something like it's it, much more, it's going to seem more difficult than it actually is because you're just starting and we're in a very difficult time right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but you, you came prepared, you, you have, you know, all the things ready that you, that you've learned over the time. Like, I think if somebody is like, Oh crap, I actually need to start doing content. I think it's very possible if you just really, really focus to do this and like to figure this out in like one or two weeks, but there's specific nuances that you learn along the way yes. that really help you. Um, and, and, and that's not to say this time is like probably the most valuable time in all of history where you can start creating content and building a brand. Would you agree? hundred percent, dude. Yeah. You know, I've heard this on a couple different, uh, I've, I've been listening to many people speak cause there's all kinds of content right now, live people that are talking, giving away free information, you know, people just giving away what they know. And I've, I've heard like three or four people say that the, the time that you spend now is like two to three times more valuable than the amount of time that you're going to spend when the world gets back in. Yeah. Right. Because right now, everybody who is who's been in work, who's been self-employed, whatever, most people are turning this into a vacation. Right. This is a staycation all of a sudden. And if you use this this time to just develop that skill, put out content, stop worrying about being perfect and start worrying about being done and just get going, you're going to develop the skills. But by the time everybody else decides to catch up, you're light years ahead. Like you've already done it. There's people that come out of this crisis, this crisis with a million followers on TikTok, with yes. a million followers on, on YouTube or LinkedIn or where, wherever they, they want to execute on. Now there, there's, there's definitely a nuance that has to be addressed. Like based on that, like you need to be where organic reach is very high. 
Like there, there's no doubt about it. Like if you need to go where organic reach is very high and there's different, like there's different qualities and, and, and cons or, and benefits to every social medium. Right. Um, and I think that that definitely needs to be discussed as well. Like where's organic reach? Where's there less competition? Where can I build a huge following and then tra transfer that following to other mediums? Um, I think that also needs to, to, to uh, be addressed as well. So if you're going to be on like YouTube right now, extremely competitive, extremely competitive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Organic growth. Like what, what do you, th what do you think about YouTube? Are you trying to, oh my gosh. here's some of the statistics that I share with people to get started yeah. on podcasts. I'm like, there are over 31 million YouTube channels out there. There's over 500 million blogs, but there's less than a million podcasts. And half of those have less than 14 episodes. So like the competition in this podcast space, this is where, this is, this is your feeder. This is your monster. This is where you create as much as you can and you can place it anywhere you want. You want to create content. Guess what? Now you have little snippets that you can put on your TikTok feed, on your Instagram, on your LinkedIn, on your Facebook, wherever you want at that point. But the competition space that you're talking about, like podcasting has a huge opening probably because it does take a little bit more work than some of these other ones, but it's there. It's available. Yeah. But, but podcasting, like I said, like uh, what I mentioned earlier was it can be used as a sales tool. Absolutely. Right? A really great sales tool. Just ask people for interviews, build a relationship from the very get-go, and then you'll have clients that way. Just by interviewing people that would be an ideal client for you. Uh, just do that alone. And then uh, on the back end, you have the extraordinary benefit of building a strong brand. Right? Absolutely. It's craziness, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I had fun with you today. <laughs> a little bit of technical difficulties to start, but, but it worked out well. All right, uh, real quick before we head out, uh, tell people how they, how they can get a hold of you. If they want more information, uh, they want to work with you, how do, they get, how do they get in contact with you? Well, I'm having a virtual conference. Uh, so first way to get a hold of me is by reaching out to me on LinkedIn. My name is Frank Aziz, uh, and uh, I'm on, uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also email me at fr uh, frank at linkednba.net. And then if you want to uh, come to our virtual conference happening on, uh, I think it's going to be April 27th. Uh, so just, just to confirm, email me. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely send you some information. But go to capconevent.com to get the, the full details of that. So capconevent.com, C-A-P-C-O-N event.com capcon event.com go to that website and you'll get the full details of when we're going to be doing this venture virtual conference so if you want to meet investors if you want to meet emerging companies uh that that uh, are gathered together to meet and uh and to expand their businesses definitely um come to that conference you want to expand your business you want to get funding for your business uh from a venture capital standpoint from a family office standpoint come to that uh come to that event this is where the money is this is where the big game this is where the, the, the uh, major league players play. Absolutely. Awesome, Frank. Hey, man, thanks again for taking the time. Uh, I know I, uh, I got you last minute here. Uh, I mean, well, we were booked ahead of time, but it kind of last minute changed with everything that's happening, so I appreciate you uh, playing ball, man. No, no, absolutely. No problem. Sweet, brother. All right, ladies and gents. Again, if you guys want to uh, wanna get a hold of Frank, virtual. Uh, what was it called again, the uh, virtual event that you're having? Capcon, C-A-P-C-O-N, event.com. Capcon events. I, every time you say that, I, I just think of Capcom, like the, <laughs> you know, like the video game. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Capcom. it is. Yeah, yeah. Capcom, but it's Capcon, C O N, like Capcom. I've actually gone that a few times, yeah, for the, for the nerds out there. Capcom's not Capcom, it's Capcom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.